Howdy, Mountaineers. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, and you're listening to The Girls Who Get It. Our goal here is to highlight all women in every sector of the sports industry, which is why I am so excited to welcome our very first guest here on the podcast, Angelica Trinone. Angelica graduated from WVU with a degree in broadcast journalism and a minor in sports communication in 2013. And now she works for Golden Blue Nation as a Mountaineer football insider. Angelica, welcome on. Thanks. And now I feel a little bit old, um, considering that when I graduated, the Reed College of Media looks nothing like it does now. Um, completely different world, but so happy to be here. And I appreciate being your first guest as well. Very cool. I'm so excited. And I think um, was the Reed College of Media was still like the P.I. Reed School of Journalism at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was really nothing sports related unless you went into like a sports communication, sports management. And even then there were so little classes offered. So everything was really on the news side. But to see how it's come along on the sports side, absolutely wish that was available when I was in college. And I think it's totally awesome. It is really cool. I'm a TA for Mountaineer Playbook, like our sports and adventure capstone right now. And the kind of stuff that they're doing. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So is that with Chuck Scatterday? Yes, it is. So Chuck used to be my boss. Chuck is actually who hired me when we were West Virginia Illustrated. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, I'm very familiar with Chuck and I'm very <laughs> happy to see he's doing well. He asked me to come speak to stuff often. It's just, I'm so unfamiliar with it because I never had anything like that. And it seems there's all these new classes popping up. So um, in good hands with Chuck and glad to see everybody's able to get these experiences as well. That's awesome. I know I'm also a broadcast journalism major with a minor in sports comm. So we have we have a little something in common there. But even then, like the difference between like a sports comm minor and then like actually majoring in the sports and adventure media, it's like a whole different ballpark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things are completely different. And I think not... I think it will be uh, helpful for people more out of the gate. Um, I did have to start a little bit in news as well before I transitioned into sports, but um, I definitely think that this is an excellent thing for students at um, the J school or the Reed college. of <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So first um, you work for golden blue nation. Uh, tell us a little bit about like what you do there Um like kind of what your title is and what you do as part of your job, like day to day. So um, Golden Blue Nation is actually, we work for the five next star television stations in the state. So instead of it just being, you know, one sports department that covers WVU, we cover WVU for the stations in Wheeling, um, Clarksburg and Charleston, the Beckley area, and then also in the Eastern Panhandle. And a lot of our programming actually airs on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh as well. So we have a pretty big reach because we focus just on WVU sports. So it's such a unique experience. Um, a lot of places, if you work in television and you cover these teams, you work in a sports department. So you'll do, you know, you've got like 36 high school teams, you've got five division two teams, and then maybe one or two major universities. So for us, we really have the opportunity to kind of get into the nitty gritty of things and kind of become these so-called experts, because this is all we 
all we do and all we talk about. And while football and basketball are our primary sports, I mean, we go to volleyball, we'll do stuff. Um, both of the soccer teams as well, we'll do things with rifles. So we're pretty ingrained on what's happening with WVU athletics for the TV side, but we also do, um, We've got the Golden Blue Nation podcast. One of our recent episodes, I had Deuce McBride on there. We'll get like a lot of former players that come in. Um, We do a lot of stuff on our website. We do a lot of stuff on social. So it has kind of evolved from just being on the television side to kind of more on the digital side. But we really have such a wide reach being that for TV, we cover things daily for I mean, every next star station in the state, like I said, there's five of them. So it can it can kind of be a lot. um, But at the same time, it's really kind of fulfilling to see, you know, covering just one team and really being able to build these relationships with the athletes and the coaches and getting to know them on a level that you're able to tell their stories in such a unique way. Yeah, absolutely. And then I know on um, on the website, you're listed as the Mountaineer Football Insider. What exactly does that entail? Okay, so um, I actually, so I obviously will be at every home game. I am our primary shooter for that, which means I shoot most of the WVU highlights. I will do our um, post-game reports and things like that. But I also... Um, travel with the team to every away game on the team charter. So I actually um, am really in there with them. You know, I'm on the bus with them, rolling up to these games and, and things like that whenever we're on the road. So the Mountaineer Football Insider was kind of a title given to me during the 2020 season because with COVID, they were very, very limited in who they allowed on the sidelines for precautionary reasons. And due to our partnership and our third tier media rights with WVU, I was like one of the only people from a TV station who was allowed to be there. And then I still traveled with them everywhere we went. So like in the quarantine situation, I'm getting my COVID tests with them. I'm like, you know, in these closed meals with them at the team hotel, whenever we're on away um, games and stuff like that. So while I do cover a lot of these other sports, I have a lot of relationships within football. And that's kind of my, you know, expertise, so to say, just because I work so closely with them um, and, and have the opportunity to travel with them like that, which is something that I mean, you really just don't have the opportunity to do in this job anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, that's that is amazing. Like that sounds that sounds like so much fun, honestly. <laughs> But yeah, like, I know you said that you started like, um, like your degree is in broadcast journalism. And you said you started in news was sports ever something or like doing this kind of sports coverage? Was that something you ever saw yourself doing? Or like, how did that kind of path lay out? Well, my whole path, it's kind of I look back often, and I kind of laugh at it because I was a senior in high school and I knew I'm from the state of West Virginia. I'm from the Northern Panhandle, which is like an hour and a half North from here, just outside of Pittsburgh as well. So I knew I was going to WVU regardless, but it came down to the time to where my parents are like, you got to pick a major. We got to get these classes. Like, what are you doing? So I asked my English teacher, you know, I was like, Hey, I don't really know what I want to do. She was actually a teacher for our speech class as well. They made us do a mock newscast. They picked me to be the meteorologist. And she was like, 
no offense, but you just don't ever stop talking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she was like, you just, you kind of were really great at this. You speak extremely well in the public. You're very personable. You really should try to go into journalism. I thought the news side of things were just a little too serious for my personality. Um, so after talking with her, I was like, okay, you know what? That would be really cool. Maybe I'll try to do it sports. So this is something that I wish I had one of those stories of like, I watched Aaron Andrews. I watched all these, you know, wonderful women and I wanted to do this. And while I did, it, it doesn't go back that far for me. This is something that somebody saw in me without me really even knowing it, knowing that this existed. So I end up at WVU. Um, I enroll in all of these journalism classes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go the sports route. So I actually ended up graduating a year early um, because for my sports communication minor, the classes were only offered in the summer. So I had to take some summer semesters. And during that time, my final year, I needed a couple extra credits and I did an internship with WBOY, which is one of the stations we air on now in sports. So I was going to some high school football games with them. I was seeing how things would work. I would practice some standups. I would read some highlights, but it just so happened right when I graduated, somebody had left and they had a part-time opening. So the guy that I was interning with, Matt Hosworth, who's also a WVU grad, he was like, hey, you know, she wants to get her foot in the door. Let, you know, it doesn't matter that it's new. She says she'll do it part-time. So I worked probably four months part-time in news. I absolutely hated it. I, one of the first things I went to was like the scene of a car accident um, I had to go to house fires, like things that just, it was not what I wanted to do. And I remember I went to, you know, a, like a candlelight vigil or something. And I remember calling my mom on the way home and I was like, Hey, I think I've made a mistake. The news, this is not for me. What am I going to do? And she's like, stick it out. You never know. Well, like a couple months later, the same guy left to take the job that I have now. So he's like, Hey, we know her. She interned with us. Let's get her into the sports department. So I got into the sports department and then I worked there for a year, about a year and um, a few months. I did two high school football seasons. And then he actually left this job and went to Syracuse and I took his spot again. So I always kind of credit him with like, hey, thanks for continuing to get more jobs because I got my job because you kept leaving. <laughs> um, so it, it was actually kind of a funny trajectory of how things happened. But I as much as I did not like the news experience, I appreciated it because it not only made me realize the sports route was the route for me, but it also kind of helped give me a better understanding of what goes on behind the scenes, how to, you know, stack a show, what goes into a newscast. So then whenever I did go into sports, I kind of knew that news side as well. And then if anything happened, I was able to jump in and help. And, and it really is kind of the same skill set. It's just some different things that you're doing. And, you know, a lot of times when we end up having, you know, breaking news, like um, a coach ends up leaving any type of um, situations that we've been dealing with in WVU sports over the past couple of months, having that news experience when you had to kind of be in a breaking news sense and you had to tell things in a serious manner. Um, and talk about things that we maybe don't get to talk about often in sports, going back to those news roots did help with that. So while I would not go back, 
I did appreciate um, starting there and it kind of helped open my eyes to where I am now. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it showed you what you didn't want to do. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So um, we were talking about how you like, uh, like cover kind of like football specifically and like how you kind of got in there. But um, and like, obviously, this is a podcast kind of highlighting like women in sports. So what is it? Because I mean, football is typically considered to be a more like masculine, like male dominated sport. So what's it like to work in like something that's considered to be a male dominated field? Like what's it been like? Like what kind of challenges have you come across? When I first started, I think the first year that I covered WVU, I think it was 2016. I was maybe 23, 24. I was extremely young. And a lot of the people who cover the West Virginia beat are older men who have been doing this for like 20 plus years with like local newspapers. Of course, things have transitioned to online now. But whenever I got here, it kind of was a lot of the people that worked here were already so established. And it's unfortunate that even now, I often will be the only woman in the room, even though it feels like we've come such a long way. But there are times to when I kind of look around and it's still just me. Um, like on Monday is our big press conference day. And aside from me and someone who was interning with WVU and helping them run camera, it was just all men in there. And when I first started, it was a lot more intimidating than it is now. Um, and I definitely got a lot of negativity, but really really for things that I never, I mean, I expected it coming in. I was prepared for it, but probably not in the way that it happened. Um, Like for instance, you know, I show up to a game and on game day, we do um, every Saturday morning for a game, 10 to noon, we are live from the stadium for Mountaineer game day, a two hour pregame show. So I have to look presentable. I'm going to be on TV. And then I have to do a lot of our other stuff on TV afterwards as well. And whenever it comes to dressing nice, dressing professionally, wearing whatever I want, I love the fashion side of things. And that's not going to change for me because I work in sports. So oftentimes, even now, I'll wear dresses to the game. I'll shoot in a dress. It, it doesn't impact me. But it kind of made some people feel a certain way because I think it was something that they weren't used to seeing. So, you know, I'd show up to games and people would be like, are you really going to shoot in a dress? And my attitude was always like, yes, I am. And I'm going to do it better than you while I'm wearing it. Right. So a lot of stuff like that, that I just never anticipated people being like, you know, we're down in the workroom. I'm putting on hairspray and people are like, oh, I forgot my hairspray at home or oops, forgot my lipstick today. And it's like, oh, you know, just things that you wouldn't even think, but they obviously wouldn't be saying it to me. Right. If I wasn't a woman. So How I handled that was the only thing that I can do is work extremely hard and show them that I'm here because I belong here and because I've earned this spot. And now most of those people who kind of didn't want to, you know, really talk to me much, kind of made these offhanded comments and backhanded compliments about stuff and really kind of questioned, does she know what she's talking about? Are a lot of the same people that I still work with that have gotten 
a lot of respect for me and I respect them as well. And now we'll be at games and we'll share a little inside information with each other. Hey, did you hear about this person being hurt? What's the deal here? Um, So I knew I was going to have to earn respect and earn my spot. And I'm very proud of myself for doing so. But a lot of those same challenges are still happening eight years later. Um, It's just now I handle them, you know, much differently. Um, I always show up very dressed up. That's how I am. And now instead of people being like, oh, of course, here she comes in her heels. Everyone's like, hey, is that a new top? I really love that. Like, I've got these guys like waiting (laughs) to see the outfits. Do you know what I mean? Because um, It's just kind of become something um, that kind of aspect of showing them that just because you're one thing doesn't mean that you can't be the other. Just because you enjoy dressing nice doesn't mean you still you don't know anything about sports. If you choose to wear your polo and khaki pants every day, that's you. And that doesn't mean you don't know what you're talking about. So these the challenges kind of came in ways that I didn't anticipate. But I will say I'm very fortunate that all of the coaches and the student athletes that I've had the opportunities to sit down and interview and talk with have here at WVU have just been so respectful. They're so kind. And not once did I ever feel that I had to prove to them that I belonged. Um, You know, they've all been extremely nice to me. And especially whenever I travel on these football trips, it's just funny. I've got, I mean, I've got like six bags. I've got my camera equipment, my overnight bags. And, you know, there'll be times like players and coaches like, Hey, can I carry something? Do you need anything? Is she okay? You know, like people are always looking Uh out for me that I've now just kind of become, you know, part of the team, but it's still, I'll I'll go to a lot of places, um, all these places in the big 12, I'll go to big 12 tournaments. And it's still, it kind of makes me feel sad that a lot of times I'm sitting there doing what I'm doing and I'm looking around and it's just the same men that I see year after year. And there's not a lot of female representation. There is more, but I would like to see more. And I hope people keep pursuing more despite the challenges. And I know um, that we're all going to face these type of stigmas all the time. Right. But to me, as as long as you show that you're worthy of respect and you earn that respect, then I personally don't let it bother me. But it was really hard not to at first. So I'm just kind of in a different place with it now. And um, I, I would say I'm very fortunate because I have a lot of friends who work in this industry, like in Pittsburgh, in Denver, and a lot of big places. And they unfortunately don't get the same kindness um, from a lot of the male viewership and a lot of just the way that people speak to them and view their work. So I've been pretty fortunate in that aspect. Um, But to me, it's something that is unfortunately still ongoing that I would like to see changed. But um, I'm, I'm trying my best every day to do my part to show everyone, um, you know, that just because it is a male dominated field doesn't mean that they're the only ones who get the, get these opportunities. Um, so I would say long answer to say that I have faced some adversity, but, um, I think that at this point in my career, I've kind of showed that not only will I not tolerate it, but that I don't deserve that as well. Exactly. I know like even me, cause I also, I love the fashion side of things. Um, <laughs> like I, 
not to ruffle any feathers, I worked part time for WDTV over the summer. So, okay. <laughs> but I would like pull up to like, um, which I, I did the more um, I was on our first at four. So it was like a lifestyle show. So I okay. I didn't cover sports over the summer, but I would like pull up somewhere in like my nice dress with my with like my hair makeup all done. And I'd be wearing like the absolute most beat up sneakers possible. <laughs> people would kind of like look at my whole outfit and they're like, I love the shoes with the whole outfit. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how I am now. Like I just, you know, I've got Nikes on Nikes, these tennis shoes that it's, I mean, we can, we can still do it no matter what we wear. And I just think that it's funny that, that people care so much, but now I'll even get, I mean, I, I love to wear a lot of pink. I'm not shy about that. And now people have grown to accept it. But when I first started working here, I would always get the Angelica doesn't care about West Virginia sports because she doesn't wear gold and blue on game day. Well, it's not my job to wear gold and blue on game day. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I could be wearing what I'm wearing now. And it doesn't change that I know what I'm talking about. Right. So now it's just funny. I've got a whole group of people who always are like, oh, looking forward to see what you wear on game day. I can't wait to see this, that, you know, that it's kind of hopefully helped change the way that people think about it. And just because I'm, you know, posting a picture of the latest outfit that I've worn today doesn't mean that whenever I come on TV at six o'clock and I tell you, you know, the latest of what's happening with the football team, this shouldn't change the way that you view me because of what I'm wearing, because nobody does the same thing to the guys when they show up to the game in a suit, it's always like, Hey, like the pocket square, great tie. It's exactly the same thing. Um, it's just, you know, on a different level because there are more options, you know, for women, uh, whenever it comes to that. So yeah, that's kind of become one of my favorite parts about it that now I have a lot of people and a lot of like men followers who are always like, Oh, can't wait to see what you're wearing and all, all of that kind of stuff to where, you know, even five years ago, people were like, oh, here she is again in this pink outfit. Like, get her out of here. She doesn't care about WVU. So it, it's funny how things change. And I don't think that we should have to pick one or the other. Yeah, I've always thought it was weird that there's this like perception that like if you dress up or if you like looking feminine that you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to sports. Because yeah. like people people have met me because I I dress up all the time. I do like. I usually have makeup on today. I didn't give myself enough time to. I had a 930 this morning, but like I usually have like a bunch of makeup on and like people have told me before, they're like, when I met you, I would have never guessed that you liked sports this much just because of like, I like to dress up and do my hair and makeup. And I'm like, but both yeah. are possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so strange. Um, and I don't know why people care so much. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things to where before I would kind of get a little bit hurt about it. Like, oh gosh, here come these comments. And now anytime anybody says something to me, a lot of the times I don't even get to reply first. There are other people that jump in in my comment sections and they let them know what's up. So now I'm just kind of like, okay. Or my favorite thing, if they're mad that I'm not wearing um, gold and blue, I'll say, okay, did you want my Venmo? You can send me some money and I'll buy a new um, gold and blue outfit that I'll wear next time. And of course, they don't answer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, how about how about you say say that to my to my face, and then we'll see we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you were talking about like some of the challenges and like, um, 
kind of discouragement that you've uh, faced, especially at the beginning of your career. So what would you say to encourage girls who are either currently pursuing this as a career or girls who are like starting to consider maybe covering sports, but aren't sure if they can, like, what would you want to tell them? Oh man. Um, I guess I would say, I guess I would say try not to let the experiences and the adversity that you face change your mind about your goals and where you want to go. Again, it was extremely hard. There were a lot of times to where it even got to me to the point to where I would second guess the things that I was saying to where after our live shows, you know, I'm like calling my mom and asking her, did that even make sense? Was that stupid? And even after I would do interviews with people, because now um, I'll do all of our student athlete interviews and our assistant coaches interviews for our shows as well. And there were a lot of times that I would second guess myself and I would ask something in a certain way and be like, oh, they think I'm, I'm stupid because I, you know, said this, this and this. And um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I guess I would say give it time and don't don't let the very first time that you face adversity make you want to change your goals and where you want to be. Instead, allow it to kind of give you more motivation and fuel to prove that you can make it to where you want to go um, because it's hard, but that's what I did. And if it weren't for the negativity, there wouldn't have been those times to when I was like, okay, well, you know what I have to do? I have a minute and 30 for this live hit. And all I can do every single time is prove that I know what I'm talking about and prove that I deserve to be here. So I, I would kind of say, take it and use it as a motivational factor to just work harder and get better. Um, it's unfortunate that there probably will be those discouraging times. But for me, the biggest help has been the people that I've worked with, um, whether it's been people who are my co-anchors, people who are our producers. I always have um, a lot of people telling me they're proud of me. They think I do a good job. I do an interview and I'm still very hard on myself to this day, very self-critical about things, but you know, I'll do an interview after that. And before I even have the chance to be like, Oh, why did I even say that? They're like, stop. That was really good. You done, you've done it. It's in the past. Let it go. Focus on the next one. Right. So I would think that who you surround yourself with is just important. Um, as well, because I've had the privilege of working with a lot of guys like Nick Farrell, Ryan Decker, who um, I work with now that have done nothing but support me and encourage me. And in those times when they see that I might be facing that type of adversity, they're always the first ones to stick up for me. And they're always the first ones to kind of tell me like, hey, no, that was really good. Like, don't don't listen to what anybody says. You do a good job or, you know, I do something well and they're very complimentary of things. So I think that not only kind of finding a way to use that negativity as your power, but have those people behind the scenes who see it the same way that you do and have the same respect for you, because that goes a long way. Because if it weren't for a lot of the men that I worked with encouraging me um, along the way, I think it would have been a lot harder without those people in my corner. So I guess I would just say, 
don't also be afraid to let that encouragement come from men. You don't always need to seek it from other women in the industry as well, because there are a lot of men who value you and support you too. So I think that that's something that's extremely important um, that you kind of surround yourself with good people and you don't give up at the first sign of adversity because it's not going to stop coming. You just have to find a way to deal with it um, and deal with it in a positive manner in terms of you then let, let the changes show in your work instead of, um, you know, kind of the way that you like clap back at people or whatever you, you want to say. So that would kind of just be my nutshell of advice to people, um, you know, starting out. And also as much as I, you know, talk about having, you know, great co-workers, often that's not the case. So find yourself a very good, like I'm in a lot of Facebook groups of just women in sports, women in broadcast media, women who, you know, work in the social media side of things, find these groups of like-minded people to help you understand and who can offer advice on things that you're going through. So, you know, always reach out to people and always make sure that you're helping the next in line as well. That has been extremely important for me because I know that there were a lot of women when I was coming up that I would have loved to have advice from that weren't willing to give it. And I think that would have been extremely helpful to me and others. So now every time I have the chance, I make sure that nobody is in that, you know, same type of position. So that's kind of a lot. Of, of ways to say, but I just do think it's extremely important to have a good support system because it is challenging, but it also is very rewarding. And there are a lot of talented people who I would hate to see give up at the first sign of adversity. That's awesome. So one last question. This is like just a fun little clip to wrap up on. Um, what would you say is your favorite like sports memory either as like a fan an athlete on the job anything oh okay well it's been so long since I've got to be a fan at things I kind of forget what what that is like but just because it's very fresh I was a student um the last time the backyard brawl was played in 2011 so then having being there watching that in the student section and then now having the opportunity over the weekend to actually cover it being back in Morgantown was completely surreal. That was very cool. But one of the top moments, I think for me, um, it might've been 27. I'm not sure, but Brad Paisley was here on his like country music nation tour. Mm -hmm. And I cannot remember what year it was, but WVU football like played Youngstown State the next day. He was here on a Friday night. I got to go on his tour bus and do an interview with him for Mountaineer game day. And like, we just talked nothing but WVU football. I mean, like, obviously we're like, oh, hey, he's here for the concert. He's like giving me keys to the game. He is giving me predictions about this. And like, I got to stay there, like in the little VIP section for the concert and seeing like, the Mountaineer and the cheerleaders up there with him. And then they ended up being in his country nation video. Um, But that's just one of those things that I would have never anticipated um, doing. So that's something that really sticks out to me a lot. And I've just also had a lot of opportunities to like um, before games, like interview people like Holly Rowe. I've got to interview Joel Klatt a couple of times, Bruce Feldman, Um, just some of those people 
that you see on such a big stage but when you talk to them you realize like oh these guys like they're just like us they they're just kind of sports junkies as well so i've had a lot of really cool opportunities and i've got to travel to a lot of really cool places i've been in madison square garden a few times um but every time i think about it like the brad paisley thing just kind of just because it seems so random you know like i would have never i would have never anticipated that um but that was something that to me is still just kind of like one of the coolest moments ever aside from you know in terms of the backyard brawl i was also there in 2018 at texas um, for the big win when Will Greer ran in the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, oh, this was life-changing. Um, but no matter what, I think Brad Paisley kind of supersedes everyone. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I'm putting talk WVU football with Brad Paisley on my bucket yeah. list. That's something I didn't <laughs> yes, know I ever awesome. wanted to do, but now I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Well, Angelica, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, sharing your experience as a woman in sports journalism. This has been really awesome to get to hear from you and just like get your perspective. And like even as as short as your career has been so far, everything that you've done in it, that's like impressive. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny to hear you say short because a lot of times I wake up after these games and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been 50 years. You know what I mean? It, it seems like an extremely long time, um, but it's been a lot of fun, especially getting the opportunity to cover um, the Mountaineers as well. And the longer I do this, the more I hope to see people like you and other young women getting involved and joining me on the sideline as well. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I hope to see more of that continue. Well, thank you. Looking ahead at our Mountaineer Sports for the week, uh, the cross-country team is coming off a third-place finish at the RMU Colonial Invitational and will be running in the Lock Haven Invitational this Saturday. Good luck, gals. The women's soccer team is spending the weekend at Dick Dulesk Stadium with a game against Iowa State on Thursday at 7 p.m. and then another on Sunday at 12 p.m. against TCU. Sunday's game is True Blue, so break out your Navy and head to the soccer stadium. Sunday is also the alumni game as well as Dollar Day. So while WVU students get in free with an ID, adult tickets for the game are only a dollar. So really everyone can be there. (laughs) The Mountaineer volleyball team plays Iowa State this Thursday and Friday, both at 6 p.m. in the Coliseum. Friday is Women in Sports Night, which is so slay. I'm so excited for that. So be there or be square. Uh, The football team just beat Pitt this weekend. Let's go. They take on Texas Tech at Milan Pushkar Stadium for a gold rush this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. This is the Mountaineers' last home football game until October 21st. So if you don't want to go through withdrawals, be sure to catch the boys here while you can. Last but not least, the men's soccer team plays Georgia Southern at home on Friday at 7 p.m. for their alumni game. And while they're no longer defending a perfect record after a tie against UCF, the Mountaineers are still looking to continue their historic season. They don't have a loss yet, technically, but a tie counts as like a half win, half loss. So they're also technically not undefeated. It's weird. It's too many numbers. We're just going to skip on past that. But that is all for this week. We've got even more amazing guests like Angelica here lined up in the weeks to come. So be sure to stick around for more because the girls who get it 
get it. Bye, y'all. See you next week.